Francisco. All right, uh, we call the meeting to order. Columbia Township Trustees, roll call. Mr. Lamar. Present. Mr. Kabicki. Present. Ms. Hughes. Present. All right, stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge, I pledge allegiance, allegiance to the flag of the United States, States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, with that, I make a motion to approve and the signing of the meeting minutes, the, the, the minutes, the regular meeting minutes of September 12, 2023. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And then we move on to open form as always. And uh, if anybody signed in to open form? Yes, we have Mike Ty. Mr. Ty, welcome. First of all, get stand, stand up and state your address. Well, let's go and state your address. And we're going to reach a point where we all have to stand up. We're going to have a little more formal when we go to the place. Yeah. But so what's your address? Yeah, but first of all, I think uh, we get a little more silence for the tragic events happening in Thank you for that. And let's, let, and let's uh, okay. have, have uh, we need your address. 4234 Blaney Avenue. Okay, thanks. Uh, I'm here uh, to represent our NEEC, which is our local uh, food pantry at the Madison Education Assistance Center. It provides education services, assistance that employee neighbors, but it, it does more than just food pantry. People fall behind on bills or behind you know is there to catch them and it serves people in the 27 zip code 26 zip code 0809 which is Hyde Park which you know Mount Lookout East End Linwood Fairfax Marymount mostly Columbia County the reason I'm here uh, we have ran in since COVID funding has kind of dried up and it's affected a lot of uh, our services that we're able to offer especially at the um, Madeira uh, is our uh, Madeira Kroger is our uh, where we get most of our food from. They're our main source where we get our meat from and everything. Else. But what I'm trying to get to is this: the Madeira Police Department once or twice a year they do a fill a police car. What they do they bring a police car to the parking lot, and what they do, and then we have a list of everything that we need at the. Uh, at the, at the pantry. Cereal, I mean, just you wouldn't believe all those materials were shy right now. But uh, what I'd like to, I've already reached out to Rick Hines with Marymont, and uh, Rick's willing to do it, but he's kind of, you know, because it's in Columbia Township, which I, I, I perfectly understand. So what I'm here tonight to propose, if it be okay with the trustees, which I think you guys would be, since you guys, especially you guys, got a vision. Uh, is to propose maybe doing that down at our Kroger's down in Marymont. So the police car or the sheriff's department would be willing to assist us with that. We get, we're coming up to the holidays and uh, we're, we're really running short on a lot of things. Uh, St. X does a countywide food drive, which it helps out a lot. Uh, and there's crossroads every once in a while. They've been, a lot of things have just dried up since uh, COVID. I don't, you know. But uh, if we could maybe put something like that together, would, would help the, you know, how many people are served in Columbia Township? There's some, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it, it's there, so. So you're talking about trying to help you facilitate communication with Kroger's and the Hamlin County Police? I, we can do the Kroger's, I believe. Okay. What we need to do, if, unless you, you want to have somebody in your uh, administration do that, that would be great. Okay. And then have somebody from the Sheriff's Department. Uh, I, 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 usually it's four hours. Yeah. I think Maybe we could use Marymont too. I mean, it could be a very collaborative uh, effort by um, by everybody. And in fact, I'm going to reach out to uh, Fairfax and see if they can do it down at uh, uh, Walmart. Walmart. And then I'm already District Two officers. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get them to do one at Oakley and one at Hyde Park. So, I mean, we're we're kind of in this affluent areas, and uh, uh, it'd be nice if we could. Uh, the, and then another thing too. Kennedy Heights in Silverton had a food pantry that's closed. Um, I was just notified that by our director. And we're probably going to end up with that. I don't know what happened or know anything about it, but uh, 
But that would serve some of Columbia Township over on that side, too. Well, I, first of all, I appreciate it. I know you've been involved with, I used to call it MEAC, but it's, how do you pronounce Meek. it? MEAC. I thought it was MEAC for some reason, but MEAC. And, um, you know, again, when we do some of the voluntary stuff, it's a little bit, of, I mean, a, a little bit, what do I say, complex of where the township can get involved versus the individuals yeah, right. in the township. Now, mind you, we have a vested interest in people in the community that aren't doing well to be doing well. We have vested interest in people, you know, doing better in the township. So. It's just, it's a little conflicted of where we have to stay in our lane a bit. Uh, but yes, as far as facilitating from the leadership perspective, and certainly Susan and Brian probably are better at this than I am, <clears throat> as far as helping with Kroger's and reaching out there. But the, as I always say with some of these things, uh, Mike, I think we can have more productive conversations taking this outside of this public meeting. But I, I don't want to take anything away from the fact that you're doing great things for the community. And, um, and if there's anything we can do to help facilitate some of those discussions for the best interest of the community, the only thing we've got to decide is, is this is a, um, what I want to say, a nonprofit, generous gesture that ties into a lot of communities and where the community here in a public meeting can get involved officially is different than what we can do privately. So that's why I just need yeah. to make sure we sure. stay in our lane. But I, I appreciate what you're doing. Well, it could be a positive outreach for the no question. department. We it just be a win-win for everybody. Mike, I just have to you, that's, that's I not appreciate that. And I guess I have to think about how we, 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 we stay in that lane of making it productive for the community and making it township related, but don't come, we can't publicly come support anything like that as a public entity. Uh, it, it just becomes a little complex. But again, don't want to take anything from what you're trying to accomplish, and I appreciate what you're trying to do, and I appreciate the time you're spending. It's a great cause, positive energy, and I think we could reach out to Hamilton County for community relations and find out a way, but we just have to go find out how that dovetails into outreach to the community, and um, and it doesn't, you know, delve into, you know, government business to be giving stuff, giving time or resources or whatever for charity. It just becomes a little bit... We just need to make sure and deal with Melissa, et cetera, and make sure that we we do this correctly. So thank you for your time. I appreciate that. Do we have anybody else up here to speak, Great, Caroline? Do not. Okay. <clears throat> that said, we move on to the next uh, item on the agenda. We move on to the reports, and it goes right back That's to you, Ms. Heakin, as usual. Thank you. You are ready, aren't you? <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> September is the last month of the third quarter of our 2023 budget year. And we are now 75% through the budget year. The general fund ending balance is 3,387,536, which is- I always is love to hear positive balances. That's good. <laughs> a decrease of 3% from August. Restricted fund ending balance, 6,045,915, which is a decrease of 2% from August. These funds combined are 9,433,451, which is down 3% from August. Revenues for September were 713,449. Expenses were 243,796. Year-to-date revenues, 6,155,380. Year-to-date expenses, 3,165,981. The Hamilton County first half property tax revenues settlement occurred in March and the second half semi-annual settlement occurred in September and will be posted sometime in October in the um, Uniform Accounting Network. Our voter approved levy revenues do not cover the cost of the township's public services. Our business revenues cover more than 80% of the cost of public services in Columbia Township. And thanks to our success in attracting and supporting businesses, we're able to continue to provide our community with exceptional services at a lower cost. Thank you. Any questions about Ms. Heakin's report? No questions. No question. Okay, that uh, <clears throat> the road superintendent's report. Do we have any questions about that? No, but I would love to add that I think that they're starting leaf pickup mm -hmm. on the week of the 16th, and so that's next week. And so, um, then it takes them a while to get through the entire township, but I think starting next week is when you'll start mm -hmm. to see them every, every few weeks. They'll reevaluate, they do that's their target date. They'll reevaluate if there's very little. Um, wind or rain this week and they don't have as much leaf fall as is uh, expected. And with beautiful new equipment out there, it's 
we approved, I don't know, yeah. six months or nine months ago that we'll in some cases over a year, we're, we're just now getting that. equipment from a year or more ago, yeah, due to yeah. the supply chain delays. Got it. <clears throat> okay, then we move on to the administrator's report with Ms. Taylor. So one of the things that I have experienced over the years that I have been providing an administrator's report is um, so much of it I'm able just to tee up and the trustees are so involved in many of the programs, especially the community events, that um, I like to turn that over to you and I just tee it up. Uh, otherwise, a lot of it would be a little bit uh, more routine administrative matters. So, you know, I always start out with a thank you to our awesome staff. Um, we've had a really busy um, community uh, engagement and event year. And this past um, Saturday, um, we uh, participated with the Little Miami Fire and Rescue District hosting its annual Neighbor Day and the Chili Challenge uh, cook-off. Some great pictures from that. I know Lauren has been posting on social media as well. And um, I uh, had duties out of state and was unable to attend, so I'll leave that during the trustee reports for someone else to talk about, but I understand it was um, really phenomenal. This time of year, as uh, Mr. Lamar just mentioned, uh, our crews are going into our heaviest demand time of year. Fall, we could continue to provide our typical services, uh, just coming off of a really busy summer program, and then we enter leaf season on top of our regular fall programming, and then whenever there's a snow or ice or similar severe weather event, that's on top of leaves, on top of all of the other things. So typically this type of time of year, we look to hire a, a temporary employee. That's pretty lean. It has been the last couple of years, which puts a lot of extra demand on the crew uh, to do extra work. Uh, but we are looking for uh, that again this year. Uh, on, let's see about some updates. Um, Little Miami Fire and Rescue. On the agenda this evening, this afternoon, is the second reading of the proposed MOU. Uh, I've added this to the administrator's report uh, just as a reminder that uh, we're having conversations or have had conversations over the years and are looking at making a final decision this evening about significant financial support that will be made directly to the Little Miami Fire and Rescue District. And as a quick reference for you, in addition to the resolution that you have from the uh, September meeting, uh, a quick reference that the of what the remaining debt on the um, firehouse fire station uh, schedule is, and then proposed share between Columbia Township and the Village of Fairfax. And we'll have more conversation about that when we get to that resolution. Great things are happening in Columbia Township. This is our section where we talk about um, programs and community events that are above and beyond our general township services. So you can see, we start the year out at the top of the community event list, uh, eight, eight, I believe, a total seven or eight total events, and we have one remaining. It has been a, phenom a fantastic year. Uh, significant amount of coordination by Lauren Allison on our staff, our resident care services coordinator, and then also Chandra Buswell from uh, the, uh, an employee that we share with the Village of Fairfax. So you can see that we have uh, brought the community together and then brought people from neighboring communities in as well to, sh to show off uh, what Columbia Township is made of through our March St. Patrick's Day, our May Flying Pig Tailgate, and I wear my pink shirt all the time from that and people out and about in the region comment on it. Our June Margaritaville, which also featured a taste of Columbia Township, featuring all of our uh, local chefs and rest, uh, restaurants, locally owned restaurants. In July, uh, we hosted, uh, we the Deer Park Silverton hosted uh, Neighbor Day, and we helped participate in that. Always a big draw for kids. And then in August, we rolled into our uh, our regional event, we bring in national acts. This year it was um, Velvet Rope, so Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, and uh, I think the ladies know who uh, rocked that show, don't we? Michael Jackson is little sister. Yeah, yeah, but go ahead. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
could have put money on that one. <laughs> okay, and then in September, uh, just last month, a, a great uh, Bengals tailgate, and then just this past Saturday, October 7th, as I mentioned in my opening uh, remarks, Little Miami Fire and Rescue hosted their neighbor day with the uh, world famous chili cook-off and um, let uh, Brian talk about that more later. So up next, Friday, December the 1st. Is that officially the date? Yes. Okay. Uh, Luminaria, tree lighting, petting barn, Santa stops, and I believe that it is, uh, has been finalized, but we're, we still have a few more details. Um, a horse-drawn wagon, and there will be a, a special route designated, so, and we're hoping that members who are on the selected streets in Madison Place will step up and put out uh, their holiday decor and participate. So more news on that as we get a little bit closer to the date. And which street are they closing off for that? We're, we're not We're not there yet. Okay. It, it's, um, Probably not Plainville on Friday night. So it's not Plainville. It'll be one of, it'll be a street or two in Madison Place. It'll be for a short period right. of time. And we'll, we're going to coordinate that with the neighborhood. But they're, they are going to have the benefit of being on the designated route for Santa and other special guests to do the first carriage ride, horse-drawn wagon ride and there will be benefits of uh, being on those streets so we'll bring that through um, moving on to our um, first ever medical marijuana invest uh, year of five hundred thousand dollars that we uh, chose to invest directly back into the neighborhoods last year we uh, successfully added 300 street trees in neighborhoods all across the community we have some amazing before and after pictures, and we are getting ready for the contractor to install close to 300, 300 uh, again this year for a total of 600 new trees. And um, we have some uh, information going out about that, and we expect them to start. Depending on the weather, again, can't do it when it's too warm, so we give them flexibility from the middle of October through early December. We have an um, am amazing news on the Madison Place Firehouse. After all of our uh, many months and several years of effort, on October 4th, da -da -da -da, we received the Hamilton County Zoning Certificate. Um, I will say that renovating a 73-year-old building for a modern use but keeping the character of the building, but meeting all of the current building codes and zoning codes presented an interesting challenge and uh, Hamilton County zoning was extremely vigorous in examining every detail to make sure that it complied with the zoning code and worked for us as well as worked for the neighborhood. And we, I should have brought the certificate in. I'm very excited about it. So next up, we are finalizing a public bid schedule when we could go to bid as soon as another week. And we have to have a lengthy bid period because the project is very unique, old building, small budget, and um, uh, we want to cast a really wide invitation to contractors all throughout the region with specific emphasis on um, disadvantaged business enterprises, minority, women-owned businesses. So we've been collecting referrals for uh, different contractors and have, a, in addition to the public bid, we're going to do additional uh, invitations directly to bidders who uh, may not uh, follow all of the materials in the typical bid clearing houses. We believe that they do, but we're going to take extra steps to make sure that they're aware of the project. We want a yeah. really phenomenal partner yeah. on this project who understands what bringing this firehouse into its second act for means for the community and how we built um, the plans and designed the uses around uh, returning it to the community and letting the, it be an asset in the community again 24-7. Yep, go this, ahead. This will also means it will be ADA compliant. Is that still That's fair? correct. That's a that was part of the challenge. That's Yeah, part of the yeah. challenge and the huge benefit for our community, which has a lot of older residents, and there'll be an elevator. There will be an elevator? Yes. Correct. 
And there will also be changes to the front entry in order to make it uh, ADA. Awesome. So, great and then all the bathrooms, ADA. So the ADA, uh, there were a lot of um, requirements, understandably, under ADA, and we want the building to be available to everyone. Yep. And so we are counting on the additional changes as well as the uh, additional costs. There are probably, off the top of my head, a quarter of a million dollars in ADA-related, significantly in the elevator. So we'll see with prices still hurting us on steel and labor shortages, impacts on wages, we'll see that that may grow a little bit, but yeah. that's how you do a community facility. You make it available to everyone yep. in the community. In our neighborhoods, a couple of updates. The reserves of Walton Creek, which are the eight new homes that are approved for the Orchard Elm Pear Lane neighborhood. Uh, the builder, WP Land, Matt Walker, completed the first two segments of the uh, first in history sanitary sewer line. The section I've mentioned before on Pear brought off of Walton Creek Road off of MSD's trunk and then a section from Pear to north to Elm has been installed and next up Columbia Township will bid for the sanitary sewer to be continued along Elm to serve the residents on Elm through our grant from uh, ARPA, the American Rescue um, plan act and we're hoping to we need to get the firehouse out to bid first and then we're going to bid the sanitary sewer and the sanitary sewer work can actually happen unless we have very severe weather can actually happen in like December or January um, time frame so that'll be a, a winter project across the street tributary 50 the new townhouses and apartments uh, I heard from Christian Dial last week he expects to open the first building if he stays on schedule in late January of 2024, and he already has really strong demand in pre-leasing. Uh, he, if he's able to deliver on an opening date for that first building, he already has, um, I don't remember the percent, but a, a very strong percent pre-leased. Wow. So that was great <clears throat> news. And a reminder that the, this was um, new residents that uh, were designed to appeal to uh, people who want to live in uh, uh, nature setting but then pop out onto uh into a very active business community and in an active community so active business district walkable bikeable next to the uh, little miami trail and um, in a community where a lot of um, people are choosing to to live uh, as people seek to have connections to their neighbors, to other neighborhoods, to business districts, and to amenities like the Little Miami Trail and the Little Miami River. Um, on Cambridge East, we will not know on our, our <laughs> third attempt to receive state funds for Cambridge East reconstruction. We some, uh, worked with uh, JMA, our engineering consultant, for our road projects, road redevelopment projects, road improvement projects, and uh, submitted that uh, at the end of last month, and we should hear something in December if that's a go, which will be uh, really important to us to restart our road improvement project program after successfully completing Cambridge Central on the west side of Plainville and also Buckingham. Both of those projects went really well uh, and uh, Ford Development did a phenomenal job on those. And so we're hoping to be able to uh, put Cambridge East on our list of things to do. To, uh, if we receive the state funding, we will design the project in 2024 and then begin construction. And begin construction in 2025. <coughs> It depends on how long design takes. <coughs> Cambridge, we know, is And the bid. Cambridge is very complicated. Okay. Uh, it, it will be, to my knowledge, I would have to go back and look at the Hillendale yeah. project, but Cambridge East will be the most expensive road project, to mm -hmm. my knowledge, uh, mm -hmm. in the history of the community. Age, condition, drainage. 
management of traffic, uh, building it uh, in a way that residents can still have access. There are significant costs related to all that because of how dense that road is. But we'll talk about that when um, hopefully our ship comes yes, in. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and then glad to see Walton Creek Improvement Project wrap up. Uh, and um, I, I may have mentioned in a prior meeting that uh, we're already hearing people uh, report that they, when they drive along Walton Creek Road, they see people using the sidewalk. And that's exactly why oh, we put great. it in with a grant. So uh, the total cost of that project was a little over $200,000 and we have uh, all of the funds are grant funds or from future taxes that will be collected off of the tributary 50 townhomes and apartment complex. So um, it's, that, it's a large sidewalk too, I like it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Share, so shared path. Yeah. So wide enough for cycling, uh, bicycles and also people and strollers and dogs. dogs. We didn't even rehearse that. <laughs> Cats, if people want to put a <laughs> leash on them. <laughs> that was totally spontaneous. Um, so, is there anything else that's a major update? Yeah, I don't see one. That concludes. Oh, Chase Bank. We've mentioned this before. Uh, the owner did not renew the lease on Snooty Fox, sold the building, the building has been torn down, and Chase Bank is under construction for a 2024 opening. Any other questions? Um, I have one question. Is it is it true that there's a lease for a Tesla showroom? Is that true? So Tesla has the former the way I understand it, Tesla has the former Burlington, Burlington Coat, Coat Factory. Factory under contract for due diligence. Okay. There are um, a number of um, uh, matters that have to be okay. looked at. And then I just have one so comment. It would be nice to have a high quality tenant in that space. That would be awesome. I think. And I think that the, I've mentioned previously that we have had all uh, some significant tenant inquiries and interest on a couple of sites in the Ridge and Highland that if they move forward through all of the due diligence um, steps that they will fundamentally change a couple of uh, um, locations there and also move several properties off of our property maintenance code mm -hmm. um, violation list and <coughs> I think <laughs> reduce calls to the police oh. station as well so yeah the power of a business district yeah. at an interstate is that it has great potential but it also attracts yep. a lot of um, through traffic and through um, individuals so it's a it's uh has it has great potential and it's, it's generates significant revenue for us but it also requires a lot of resources uh, to manage in terms of the landscaping and the appearance and also the safety services fire services so i just have one comment if that's okay you go um this report that you put together is over 11 pages you spent 15 minutes going through it. You didn't scratch the surface of all the yeah. things that the township is doing and administration is really doing. Yeah. This is incredible stuff. And Thank sometimes you. when you sit back and read all this stuff and think about all the accomplishments for the township, mm. and I just want to give so much credit to you and your staff. The, the team. Um, and us for voting for a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But it's really amazing all the benefits we're bringing to the community when you look at it like this. I would love to share this with people if they next time I'm going to bring it in my dog stroller next time I'm going around the neighborhood and I'll share it with people mm -hmm. if you stop me. But if we were you. still limited, I appreciate I appreciate that, and I'll uh, pass that along to the team as well. But if we were limited to the original levy funds that we were a decade or so ago, 2.8, 2.88 million, mm -hmm. I think that report would be maybe three pages mm -hmm. it's nice or to, less nice to have frankly. the resource to be able to get it done so 
and I second what, what Brian said. So kudos to you guys for having the vision and the teamwork to do it. So, but okay. Thanks Thank for funding the money and, and saying yes to the request. That's like not yes to the dress, but yes to the request. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions about the administrator's report or comments? Okay. Uh, any questions about the economic development report? I think Melissa covered a lot of it in the administrator's report. Dustin Montgomery does a great job. He has some photographs. If any any of um, well, should be copies that you have as well. But anyone from any of the residents or anyone watching or anyone present want a copy, we can provide those. A lot of pictures of. Uh, construction sites, redevelopment sites under process, and then he tracks a lot of the properties really closely in terms of new tenant uh, activity. Okay. <clears throat> then we move on to the police report with the legendary Sergeant Reed. <laughs> Pleasure to be here tonight. Lieutenant Neighbor is uh, in school today, so I am here in his stead. I don't have anything to report other than uh, due to the nice weather, you may have noticed your bike patrol out a little more often. Mm -hmm. Um, so kudos to him for uh, getting on the bike and going through neighborhoods and reaching out to the residents, which is always a good thing. Other than that, I have nothing. No news is good news. Amen. Okay. That we move on to the Little Miami uh, Fire and Rescue Report, as well as the Deer Park Silverton Fire Rescue Report. And we always acknowledge that we have the two chiefs, Lieutenant or Chief Meter, Chief Sifke here, and Brian Lamar. You're going to report on that. Yes. First off, I wanted to mention um, that our fire chief, um, Sifke, was awarded, earned, the Ohio Fire Chief credential, and this is awarded um, through his peers, and this is a, it's really an amazing accomplishment that I don't think us non-firefighters understand, but I'm, you know, really proud of him and our Little Mining Joint Fire District for um, employing him, because he's brought a lot to the community, and he he has a um, culture of training and growth, and he exemplifies that. But you know, if you go to the fire board meetings, you see all the trainings that they do, and he personally does a lot of trainings. And so he certainly earned this. And you know, thank you, Chief, and congratulations. He's very congratulations. humble. Congratulations. Or we'd ask him to do a speech, but I won't do that today. So if you see the chief out, congratulate him. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is, as um, Mel alluded to, would be the. Um, Neighbor Day and Chili Cook-Off, which is one of my favorite events of the year. Um, get to meet your firemen, get to climb on the trucks, and get to, get to do all kinds of fun stuff in the fire station. You get to see the extrication of a car. I've got that right. It's not tearing up a car, it's the extrication of a car. And I know Miss Hughes was there, she wants to add something, but um, I think we had 13 different chilies, and that was an honor to judge, and they're amazing chilies. We had one Columbia Township winner of the categories. I can't remember her name, but I know where she lives in Cambridge. And so congratulations to our Columbia Township winner. Um, so, and by the way, you can stop by. If you still have those bays open, you can just go say hi to the fire, firemen um, if you want. Um, it's a beautiful firehouse. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Unless you want to add any misuse. Everybody had a good time. And uh, proof of that would be the chief told me he ate 12 bowls of chili, and he wasn't even a judge. <laughs> Quality control. That's a good chief. Well, thank you, everybody that participated. It's always a great event. Unfortunately, I was out of town, but congratulations. Thank you, and congratulations, chief. I want to add, I'm sorry, to yeah. the Deer Park Silverton. So yeah. we received from each of the chiefs and also the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department reports monthly. <clears throat> Uh, Chief Meter also does an annual report and a mid-year report, and I want to um, thank him. I, I, I received kudos from Brian for the administrator report, so I want to pay it forward uh, and uh, say that uh, Chief Meter beats me. Uh, he has graphs and other things like that, but Chief Meter on these reports, and I, they're so long that we don't put them in your packet, but I'd like to pass this around, and anybody, again, you would want a full report. Uh, also, if anyone in the audience or anyone listening wants a full report, we can provide that for you. Uh, a lot of um, statistics in really easy to read format with graphs and pie charts and bar charts and such. And then also, you have some really um, impressive photographers. Yes. Uh, and uh, so uh, a lot of photographs showing them in action Mm -hmm. In training, uh, 
I thought this one was impressive. Uh, fire training inside of a building, and you can see them working through the. But there, there are many of them. I just that I thought that one was National Geographic worthy. Uh, <laughs> and then some, and then sad ones where where yeah. people's homes had burned and their hoses and and things and and um, a, a reminder to all of us of the importance of the two um, gentlemen uh, who are sitting with us every month for how they protect lives and um, property. So I'll pass this around. Yep. So thank, thank you, for, you for, thank for that. You, for that. One of the you beat me in the in the uh, report report <laughs> category, but I'll take a second. I'm always amazed that that report's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the primary roles of our trustees is to provide fire safety to the community. And so we're fortunate mm -hmm. to have amazing leaders in this community. All Two good. big shots. <clears throat> And we remind people it's Halloween season. Nobody dress up to be a trustee. They, they dress up as people like you and the police okay. and everything else. They don't dress up to be people like the three of us yeah. or the fiscal officer, or the administrator. So thank you for your service and happy Halloween. Okay. All right. That uh, We go to the trustees' reports. I think we probably covered a lot, but does anybody have anything else they want to add in the trustees' reports? Do not. Okay, um, then we move on to communications. Any questions or comments about the communications? Thank you again to Lauren Allison for prolifically posting really interesting um, posts on events and on matters of importance and uh, everything in between. She does a great job. Yeah. She has the personality that we so sorely needed in this township. So thank you, Lauren. Yeah, thank you. And Chandra, too, for all yes. the great things you do. Okay, uh, that we move on to resolutions. <clears throat> Let's do it. All right, the first resolution is uh, supplemental appropriation. It'll be one reading financial. To sup uh, resolution 2333, to supplement resolution 2268, 2022, Columbia Township's 2023 annual appropriation, which was amended, and supplemental appropriations so far this year, 2303, 2304, 2311, 2314, 2319, 2324, 2326, and 2329 as we enter the home stretch of the end of the year. Uh, the majority, these are very small adjustments, and the majority of them are due to we uh, received an higher than previously, um, Ohio plan liability and property insurance premium. We had a flood in the building last year and uh, the police on occasion um, have a, a little fender bender given that they spend 24 hours a day every day of the week in the vehicles. If we did too, so would we, right? Right. So our premium jumped quite a bit. So we talked about that at the last meeting. There's, uh, we have to make adjustments to our funds. We spread those funds across all of the appropriate accounts. Any, any questions on that? Uh, so may have a um, motion and a second to So moved, I second. second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The next resolution is an emergency, which is a requirement in order for us to meet the Hamilton County um, auditor deadline. It relates to our annual budget. It, resolution 2334, accepting the 2024 amounts and rates as determined by the Hamilton County Budget Commission, authorizing the necessary tax levies and certifying them to the county auditor, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. So to rewind a couple of months, we follow a schedule established by the state of Ohio and the Hamilton County Auditor to approve our budget for the coming year in, in the prior year. So in uh, summer, we held a budget hearing for 2024 public meeting, and then you passed um, our proposed 2024 budget to the County Auditor, which we submitted in September, the, the Hamilton County Budget Commission meets and reviews all of the proposed budgets and then certifies the rates on the levies uh, in terms of the am amount of the funds that the levies will generate and then return back to us and say, 
this is what we determine that your levy will be, your rates will be from the levies, and we want your board to acknowledge that we now compare these certified rates, levy rates, with the budget that has already been approved. So all of that is just a way of saying this is the resolution that you acknowledge that the Hamilton County uh, Auditor and Budget Commission have uh, certified the rates that they believe in terms of the collections for 2024 and um, nothing has changed. We have not had a levy increase in, this will be the 11th year. Uh, the last time there was a levy increase was for the road levy 10 or 11 years ago, and then we rolled that back after Mr. Lamar came on board. So it's been 10, 11 years um, or more. And so the levy revenues will hold at 2 million $868,923, which is a chart uh, attached to it. A reminder to everyone that the police levy is our largest levy at $1.1 The road levies for road maintenance and improvement, uh, $677,000. That also covers um, um, equipment necessary for uh, road maintenance and such, and as I mentioned earlier, we have a one point, potentially $1.7 million road project for one road, and you'll see the 677000 does not go very far, which is why we go to the state. Uh, and then the waste levy is next in third, uh, third largest, 515000 and then uh, fourth is the combined Ridge Fire District and Silverton Fire District which still come through Columbia Township, 473,000. And then we contract with Deer Park Silverton. The levy that is uh, not within Columbia Township levies because it is a fire district is a Little Miami fire district. So that's why that's not on this. Otherwise the 2.8 million would be much higher. Uh, so are, do you have any questions? This is, we, go th we do this every year at this time. I just have kind of a comment. Mm -hmm. um, there are additional levies, primarily a lot of additional levies that are through the county. Correct. We have no control over. I think a couple of those levies are on the ballot this November. And so we have, I want the residents to understand. Zoo renewal. Zoo renewal is one of them. Um, and we don't have any control over that. Or is it parks renewal? School. Maybe parks renewal, sorry. Yes. And so, um, as you mentioned, we've done an amazing job of keeping it lean and our taxes low, but the county um, you know, it's different. Mm -hmm. so. It is. Any other questions? Mm -hmm. So this is an emergency, so we'll go through three, um, three steps here. So may have a motion and a second to pass the resolution. So moved. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second so reading? Moved. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to declare an emergency? Absolutely. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The auditor has a deadline to the state, which is why that has to be turned quickly. By the way, it's zoo and library are on the ballot. So it's zoo and library, not parks. Sorry and about library that. is an increase. Okay. <clears throat> library is an increase. Yep. That's interesting. I didn't think the commissioners were allowing increases. They allow that, not the zoo. They allow that, not the zoo. Okay. Sorry. Um, what, thank you for that. I love that you're so techy. You <laughs> have things uh, at your not? fingertips. All right. The uh, first, uh, the next two resolutions are first readings, so we'll just read them this evening, and then there'll be a 30-day comment period. Resolution 2335. Authorizing the administrator to purchase no parking signs and poles for Ashley Oaks from Clem Incorporated and accept reimbursement from Williams Meadow HOA in dispensing with the second reading. Uh, I brought before the board uh, several resolutions over the past year uh, to uh, restrict no parking along uh, Ashley Oaks from the entrance at US 50 because of it being a five lane federal highway uh, up uh, just short of the stop sign uh, at um, Ashley View 
and the township typically installs no parking signs where they are uh, determined by our transportation engineer to be warranted by uh, Ohio traffic uh, manual, the Ohio traffic manual, Ohio traffic code, as well as by the trustees are authorized to designate no parking under the township, uh, Ohio revised code for township law. The practice or the, 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 the practice is that we will install basic sign infrastructure in areas where the neighborhoods or home or homeowners associations have designated a architectural standard. Uh, we require them to pay for the increased cost. So this resolution is for you to authorize me to enter into uh, uh, to accept the proposal from CLEAM Incorporated for $17,013.56 of which $5,722 uh, is our expense for what would have been standard uh, parking, no parking signs and installation, and Williams Meadow will reimburse us uh, $11,291.24. Any questions? We've done this a number of times in um, <coughs> our, our different communities. So this one is a first reading with dispensing with the second reading. So may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yep. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Resolution 2336, <coughs> authorizing an agreement for professional administrative services for human resources, accounting, and related office operations, authorizing the administrator to enter into an agreement with Ellen Harbach, Harbach and dispensing with the second reading. <coughs> All of you have met Ellen. Mm -hmm. She is the uh, Joint Economic Development Zone Administrator, Tax Administrator and uh, an employee of Fairfax and similar to Chandra who is an employee of Fairfax, part-time employee of Fairfax. We have had the um, um, benefit to us of uh, meeting um, employees in Fairfax who are not working full-time and are available to do additional work for us as contractors. So Chandra has, is now in her second year with us and has proved to be a game changer for us in terms of our event <coughs> planning. And Ellen uh, comes from the private sector with a significant background from a large corporation that is in multiple states. And Fairfax snagged her for our Joint Economic Development Zone Administrator. She also is doing uh, some work for Fairfax Finance Director and Administrator and has some additional hours uh, that she uh, is uh, working for us under administrator contract and I would like to put her on an open contract so that she can continue to uh, assist us uh, in some of the key functions and she's uh, been terrific in terms of organizing and uh, uh, updating us on a lot of the federal laws and uh, keeping things moving <coughs> as the township continues to grow and have increasing demands with reporting uh, that has been extremely helpful. So I'm asking that you let me uh, bring her, uh, continue having her work with us on a contract, continue my administrative contract to a, a regular contract like Chandra's. Any questions? Oh. Make a motion we approve the resolution. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The final um, uh, resolution is a second reading. Uh, and uh, if you choose to vote this evening, it will be final. Uh, it was originally read in the, the first reading was read in at the September meeting. And then I'm going to do the second reading, and then we can open it up if you want to have any conversations about it. Resolution 2330, authorizing the Township Administrator to enter into a memorandum of understanding with the Little Miami Joint Fire and Rescue District, uh, the Village of Fairfax, and Columbia Township. So 
um, a recap very briefly uh, over a number of years. Starting in 2020, we've worked to uh, move the Little Miami Fire District through leadership by this board and the Village of Fairfax board to a more sustainable agency. Uh, it was able to cover operational costs for current years, but not sustain that any uh, very far into the future. And we've talked in detail, and I won't go into that again this evening, about major changes that we've made in membership uh, and uh, other um, actions that were taken by us, by Fairfax, and by the community to support the community, what the community has, has told us that they, um, when they pass a levy or the levies for the fire district, that they want to see this fire district continue to be successful. So the one roadblock to the fire districts being as successful as it can be is the debt on the fire station on Wooster. So as I said, we've talked about this in a lot of detail and I won't go through all of that here, but this decision this afternoon brings Fairfax and Columbia Township to the table with a commitment through a memorandum of understanding to a significant amount of money that would be paid annually to the Little Miami Fire District exclusively to begin to uh, accelerate the, the payoff of the bond debt on the fire station. Uh, and um, the total, I think the, the total bond debt between principal and interest when it was initially issued 2011 was nearly $16 million. And uh, so um, the, as a reminder, the payment that is proposed in the MOU is based on a range with a max range and the maximum range for uh, Columbia Township, I'm going by memory, is I believe close to 200 a year and I think the max range for Fairfax is a, around 150. And I've shared with you before that we, uh, uh, it, this proposes to begin this agreement this year. We have three months from the end of the year. And so I will need to, and the 2024 budget has already been, as you know, from the resolution that we just passed, already approved and did not contemplate uh, this sum of fee for service toward the fire district. And so I will need to go back into the budget and make changes in order for us to be able to um, m meet our obligations for this year, as well as uh, in the coming years, we'll, I'll make changes and bring back an amendment for the 2024 budget. And then when we go in 2024, when we go into the 2025 budget, we'll have the schedule for the next, I think it's 11 or 12 years, uh, 14, uh, for um, what that payment will be. I believe that I'll leave to you if you want to go back into detail about what this says about the commitment of you, um, Columbia Township leadership to the fire district and ultimately to the community. Um, so that is from the, my perspective as administrator what uh, I wanted you to know before you have a final vote. Any questions? <clears throat> Any bad there, Brian? I'm not opposing that you do. I'm just saying. I, I'd love to add something. You go. Just to what Ms. Taylor mentioned. Um, I would say that Columbia Township is fortunate to be in the position we're in um, to have the ability to do this. This is a large amount of money. So we're very fortunate to have this ability. But it's a complex and a lot of work has gone into this from a lot of different people. I want to acknowledge some of them. Um, you mentioned the commitment and the partnership with the Village of Fairfax includes all of their village um, council that also will be voting for this, or I think has voted for this. Uh, Mike Lemon did an unbelievable amount of work on this, has worked tirelessly on this mm -hmm. for not just the past few months, but the last yes. few years. 
Um, and then personally, Jenny Kaminer, mm-hmm. Carson Shelton, mm-hmm. they're on the fire board. Um, David, has, this is a passion of his. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he is certainly um, on the li- high on the list of people to thank because he works tirelessly for this. Um, and then the fire board of Joe Hudson of Fairfax, and, and I wanted to add an Alan Avis of Dinsmore. This has been a lot of work from a lot of people. It's taken a lot of time. It's the best solution today for the community, in my opinion. Um, it is a lot of money, though. So, mm-hmm. and we won't start looking. We won't stop looking for yeah. other options. But we needed to uh, be bold and decisive on this one, yeah. right? And I'll, I'll add to this just a couple of reminders, as I always say, and disclaimers. Is one a reminder that the Little Miami Fire District is a separate taxing authority that yes. that Columbia Township contracts with uh, to to support their to do their fire, etc. But we also are aware that the the tax when they an increase in taxes in any of these entities, whether it's the school district, the Little Miami Fire District, or whatever you know, ultimately affects our overall quality of life because of the tax rates, whether it's in Madison Place or it's the Wooster Pike Quarter, which is the Marymount School District, which, you know, the school district is a heavy toll on that. Um, but we reached out and decided well, a year or so ago that mm-hmm. let's ask the taxpayers for a little bit and let's do what we can of the rest. Let's see, let's get them to participate. So they passed the levy, which was a much smaller levy than what we really needed. And then the rest of it was shouldered upon per mm-hmm. Brian's suggestion, and as Caroline says in every meeting, the extra resources that we were able to um, work out that we're able to afford to do this. And, you know, historically, fire departments in these small communities need multiple partners with, with lots of runs. It's capital intensive. It's not an indictment on the chief, the, the older people that work there. They all work very hard, great people. The chief is just awarded from Little Miami Fire District, a great award. People think they award them. We've got everything in order. The bottom line is, I always have said for years, it's underfunded. We need a third partner. We've got a big donut that, that, that this community serves, and there's a big hole in the middle, and its name's Marymont. And somehow they've not been able to figure out that it's best in all, all of our best interest to work together to go solve this problem. A lot of decisions were made historically, preceded everybody in this room. Maybe not Susan, but everybody else in this room. Maybe not Mike, Mike Ty either. That, uh, that where that fire, um, where that building got built. I mean, we could sit there and second guess it. It well preceded me, but as I always say to everybody, we didn't create the problem, but it is now our problem to best solve, and we've been able to do that. As Brian said, I've got a passion for what I believe mm-hmm. and uh, what needs to be done, and. Um, you know, the fire district was always going to be underfunded until we decided to go pass a small levy and then subsidize it with this commitment we're making here now. And um, and now it will be as one and hopefully one day um, with the right leadership and the right imagination, the right passion, the right co-op, co- uh, cooperation, the right uh, teams work. We will all be working with our sister, our community next to us, our, our community that we share a school district with. To keep the the schools keep the taxes down as low as possible for everybody in the greater Marymount community, Madison Place community as well, and one day hopefully that'll happen in in my lifetime. But it isn't that we haven't tried. And as Brian said, not only do we have all these people involved with this, it's been a two year long decision. Our ex administrator, our current administrator, mm-hmm. Brian, the fire chiefs. Um, then we also had our council. We had bond council. We had. The Little Miami Fire District Council, Mary, uh, Fairfax's Council, all lay eyes on this and say this is the best decision. This isn't a, 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 a shortly thought, thought out decision, but it's a big commitment. It is a big commitment. And God help us, let's, let's all one day hope we can work together and have um, three communities working as one rather than two communities paying the tap for their fire department and one community named Marymount Panatap for their fire department. There is a better solution out there working as having one fire department that is the best funded, best facility, best equipment, best trained, best people, and that's the, with the more financial resources you have. We can do this together as one, and that's where it needs to be. And equally, i also say, because some people comment when we talk about the, the debt of the fire station, I wasn't a part of that decision, but you could certainly look in today's dollars 
whoever needs to go out and build a facility today, it'll probably be triple that. Mm -hmm. So you could argue they were visionary, even though they were highly criticized in the day, whether the interest rates that they're locked mm -hmm. in at and the cost of construction, and now with the difficulty of attracting employees to most other communities, especially part-timers and such, only people that don't have a, a problem collecting, getting part-time firefighters is Marymount, but that's exclusive to everybody else, as I understand. At least that's what we're told. And, uh, and the idea that we have a good facility that we can go att attract and get good employees and good firefighters and good part-timers, you could, you could make an argument it's now an asset, even though I could disagree necessarily how it was made and what it was done in the past. You can now say it was probably a good decision. Whatever you bought back then in 2011, um, it's quadrupled that now in the interest rates, costs, et cetera. So you can make an argument they were ahead of their, ahead of their mm -hmm. time now. So that said, I, I didn't mean to go too deep in it, but you kind of invited that. It's a big commitment, mm -hmm. and um, Brian certainly spent a lot of time on it. This is the best answer for now, but the best answer ultimately is for three communities to work together. Mm -hmm. That said, I went deeper than I ever liked to. I'm going to go pass on. Do we make a motion to prove? Mm -hmm. Is that where we're at? Let me make, I'd Did like to go? make one, one more comment. Yeah. Um, as uh, your administrator, um, I've mentioned before, I'm in my fourth year, and having worked at some very successful communities before in the region as well as having been in, e in economic development and government uh, building uh, governments um, as a consultant and traveling nationally typically when you drop a five million plus dollar problem on elected officials and staff the finger pointing starts and continues for a very long time my experience here was that sleeves were rolled up, mm -hmm. fingers weren't pointed, sleeves were rolled up, and everybody got to work. It was nearly a part-time job. It was nearly a part-time job for all of us. And um, this isn't the end, but this is um, putting this fire district in the strongest financial shape it has been in its history. And everyone that you've named was a part of that. And here we go. Give them, give them, put them in a position to succeed. Yeah. And again, we got great leadership, great team, mm -hmm. great firefighters, great everything. Now we have to write the check until we get another partner mm -hmm. that belongs in this district with us in some way, shape, or form. And, um, but, but Dave, you got to be congratulating everybody on the board for doing this. Well, I appreciate I, that. I, I mean, at the bottom of my heart. I appreciate that. It. it also goes back to you guys making that decision with the jet. Mm -hmm. No yeah, question. That that was the best decision that was mm -hmm. ever made in Columbia Township. Uh, I, I, there there uh, were many good decisions, but, yeah, I, but, that, but that's in the that top five. That's saved in, today for a lot of things. There's no yeah. question. Medical ma medical marijuana is not far behind. Hiring <laughs> Melissa Taylor is not far no, behind. Hiring <laughs> Chief Sithke is not far behind. Yeah. But I think that this is a start uh, yeah. now that Mary Mont will look at this yeah. down the road. Say, man, I got your act together. Yeah. No, ho hopefully. Hopefully. I appreciate, appreciate the kind words. And okay, that really that quick, can I, behind the scenes, and when we worked on this, there was a lot of debate, and it was unbelievable the amount of like ideas that came up in challenging the communities, but we're all coming together with a solution. I think that's awesome. Like you said, we rolled our sleeves up and came together for the best possible solution with Fairfax and Columbia Township and the Fire Board. Yes. So okay. I need Mrs. Hughes to return because we're, it's we're, we're going to have a little temporary delay for Mrs. Hughes can, to return. Um, actually, it's the second reading. We can do it with, with two votes. Two. Okay, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and we'll make a motion. We approve. There is a second. I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kibiki. Yes. Okay. Mrs. Hughes um, is not available. May I have a um, motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the second. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the second reading. So yours is wow. to pass. Sorry. That's impressive. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Um, so we make a motion. Let's go back and since Susan is here now, let's go back and do the second reading and have a do-over. Okay. okay. I'm going to make a motion to approve. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. All right. Okay. Now we go That's ahead it. and... And what was that? That's it. That's it. Okay. It, and was that, the, it was the second reading. We okay. don't uh, commonly do that. That there's no special session that we're going into or anything like that. No, we have to go into executive session. Okay. Oh, so right, that. Sorry. Um, do I do that to the bank reconciliation? I'll tell you what. I'm going to go approve. I make a motion. We approve the bank reconciliation or they approve the payments of bills. The bank reconciliation financial reports. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. 
Yes. Ms. Hughes. Okay. Uh, next, I make a motion of uh, the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. And I make a motion that we go into executive session. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. And then after we get back from executive session, I make a motion that we adjourn. Well, I hear a second then. Second. Roll call. Third. Uh, Giving it to Susan. Ro Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kavicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. You plan on making a decision when you come back? We we run an executive session. We're adjourning. Adjourning. Yeah. So there's nothing nothing left. Everybody so can you, leave. So you don't have to make a decision. No. No. Okay. okay. That's the part of that. Yeah. That went out yesterday. Yeah.